Welcome to Horror and More with Anya Gore. I am your horror mistress, Anya Gore. And today is a very special episode because I've got two guests with me. I've got the amazing horror buff, Sam. She is Lay Geek. Am I saying that right? Less Geek. Less Geek. Yes. Um, and she also goes by... She really needs a priest. I love it. I love that so much. <laughs> And then we have the amazing writer with us from my favorite horror movie that I've seen this year called Anything for Jackson. We've got Keith Cooper. Welcome, Keith. Oh, thank you so much. Hi. Great to be here. This is, uh, yeah, that, so I have a couple questions. The, your opening thing there, your horror more with, uh, sorry, say that again. Horror and more with Anya Gore. How many times do you mess that up when you're starting these? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I think maybe only once. I don't know. I would, I would screw that up every time. <laughs> you know, I don't think about it. Well, now that you've said it. Yeah, no, no, I'm gonna <laughs> it's going to be so every sorry. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to give a quick synopsis of your movie and sure. a spoiler alert because even though we don't want to give away the movie to people that have not seen it yet. It's going to be really difficult not to. Yeah, just just tiny little tidbits, just tiny little tidbits. Yeah. Yeah. So Anything for Jackson is a Canadian movie from 2020, directed by Justin G. Dyke and written by our guest today, Keith Cooper. It is about a bereaved Satanist couple who kidnap a pregnant woman so they can use an ancient spell book to put their dead grandson's spirit into her unborn child, but they end up summoning more than they bargained for. Doo -doo -doo. <laughs> so Sam I fought really hard for the do-do-do at the end of the, at the, uh, <laughs> of the trailer, but they wouldn't go for it. <laughs> well, that, I knew that. That's why I added it. Just for you. <laughs> so, yeah, it was perfect. That's exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> Uh, so, Samantha, out of five stars, how many stars would you give this movie? Well, I usually do my ratings in knives, so I give this five <laughs> knives out of five, definitely. Uh, like I said, it's definitely one of the most grim, unsettling, unnerving movies I've seen in a long time, and it was it was just so refreshing and just nonstop, nonstop, great film. I, I can't agree enough with you. It's, um, it took me by surprise. Yeah. Like within the first three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny too, yeah. because I don't, oh, sorry. Oh no, no, please, please. I was just going to say, I went into it and, and, and as a horror movie fan, I'm sure you also know the comparisons to this movie with other right. old horror movies. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to not go into this thinking a sort of Rosemary's Baby theme, mm. right? And that is my favorite horror movie of all time. One of mine too, yeah. Oh, so good. So good. So good. And occult movies are my favorite subgenre. Yeah. So Sam, when you and I were picking our movie, and I am so, so glad we ended up um, coming to this one, we were trying to go for a four, we call it foreign to us <laughs> horror movie that, that I couldn't get. And this was on our list and uh, we were both really drawn to it. And I attempted to watch this while I was working. Biggest mistake of my life. I stopped working instantly. Yeah. And normally I've got my phone on while I'm watching movies. Yeah, same. This one, I... I had to stop working. I watched it. I don't think I picked up my phone until the end where I was starting to message my horror fans. Yep. Being like, you have to watch this immediately. Same. Yeah, I told everybody too. Like, I actually set my phone down and I'm the same. Like, I'm usually up and down, pausing the movie. I didn't pause this movie. <laughs> no, you know, the last time I felt this kind of... Um, unnerved feeling was when I watched Hereditary, which mm -hmm. I love that movie. Yeah, I loved Hereditary. And yeah. you walk you walked out of that movie not feeling completely not completed isn't the right word, but you didn't come down from all of the intensity of it. Exactly. And it was unsettling. So and I mean they say online that this is Canada's response to Hereditary. So I think it's pretty cool that 
Mm-hmm. It's being yeah, that's pretty great praise. That's that's yeah. about as good as it gets. Then I get nervous because I'm like, oh no, then people are gonna watch this and be like, that's not as good as Hereditary, you liars. Oh um, no, it is. Oh, they're but, gonna. Uh... <laughs> I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that doesn't love this movie. I, well, that's yeah. that's so nice. I'm so glad people do. And honestly, I, I think that to me has been my favorite thing is when people tweet and uh, tell me that, uh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, the first thing I did was, like, tell, like, three more people that I know that would love this movie, they have to go watch it. I'm like, okay, well, that's awesome, because, yep. uh, obviously, as you say, you know, as a lifelong horror fan, um, mm-hmm. started when I was three, you know, and I've watched them ever since, so it's, uh, that's that's the best feeling to me, is, you know, just, just that thing that I think all horror fans have, where we just, once we find good horror that we don't think a lot of people have seen, we're like, you have to see this, we become, you know, this great self-promoter uh, for horror in general. Exactly, and that's just it. Like this movie feels like it was written by a horror fan for horror fans, and you can you could get that feel from the movie. So I knew that you were a lifelong horror fan just yeah. by watching this. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, obviously, you know this is this is what I wanted to do my whole life. Yeah. Um, you know, and and obviously we had some some other movies that we've made along the way uh, between Justin and I. Yes. Um, you know, and, and yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's weird. Some people are very hesitant to bring them up. I'm like, no, they were great. Like, you know, if, if we didn't make those movies, we wouldn't have been able to make this movie. So, um, you know, especially, uh, I don't know how much of the movie you've, you've dived, dove, dove, dived, divin into. <laughs> I, I think um, we've gone pretty deep, eh? <laughs> it seems like, yeah. it seems like you two yeah. have. So, yeah, I mean, we, we only had 15 days to shoot this whole movie. Uh, and days. yeah, and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So um, we we definitely you know if if I don't think if Justin uh, didn't have the experience of all those um, you know Christmas family rom com movies, we we definitely wouldn't have gotten everything done in time. So um, wow. so I'm very very grateful we got to make those movies ahead of time. That is so impressive. Well, that that ties beautifully into my first question for mm. you, Keith. Perfect. So. I looked at your writing credits. Okay. Okay. And it seems primarily like your genre before this one was not horror or thriller. So obviously those previous endeavors were paid gigs. So that's yes. kind of what, what got you into what you've always wanted to do, which is awesome. But what I want to know, and I want you to tell us, is how did you make the transition to horror? And now that you have done it, do you plan on doing more? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, funny enough, horror and, you know, horror was always the, the plan. Um, you know, when Justin and I first started talking, uh, I think about eight years ago, we we tried to get a horror movie off the ground, um, you know, and uh, and we just, we met a producer, and her background is in family, uh, and she's in, she was insanely talented and, and, and um, successful in that market, so... Um, she was like, well, you guys want to make movies and we can make these movies. So, uh, that was just her area. Um, so funny enough, it was, it was really just more of that was, as you say, like it was just paid gigs and they were, it was a great day job that taught me how to make movies and how to write for, uh, for feature films. I'd actually sold, I think three feature film scripts, um, before I even started doing the Hallmark stuff. So I sold one horror movie, um, uh, as a spec script, and then I sold another family entertainment movie, and I sold a, um, a feature film animated movie. Um, but it's just for whatever reason they, do, you know, it, the other thing that I think that I'm even learning now that we're we're taking all these cooler meetings and things is it really is hard to get a movie made. Mm. Um, yeah. So a lot of times they'll buy it for different reasons. Um, I can tell you the first movie that I ever sold. Uh, it actually got bought to be put on a shelf because they had something that was sort of similar and they didn't want anybody competing. Oh, uh, oh frustrating. Yeah, it's super I frustrating. It happens a lot, actually. I, I've been told it has. That was, uh, you know, I mean, it, you, can, you can imagine as, you know, I, I got really excited. My agent had called me and said, hey, we sold it. You're getting your first, you know, Hollywood deal. And I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. And I'm telling everybody. And they're like, when's it coming out? I'm like, I don't think ever. I don't, I don't think they're even going to look at it again. I was like, so that's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just the way it goes. I'm so glad that didn't happen with this movie. Mm. I would be yeah. devastated knowing that this was out there and nobody could watch it. 
Well, and I mean, you know, it, times have changed too, right? Like, uh, you know, the nice thing about making those those Christmas movies or the family movies and stuff is is you have enough money to be able to. If somebody says, if that opportunity came up, then I could I, I wouldn't need to take it. You know, I wouldn't need to feed my family with that money. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I can say, yeah, no problem. Or yeah, quite honestly, anything for Jackson at two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the entire budget. Justin and I weren't making any money off this. We knew that. Uh, we took all of our money and put it back into the movie so that we could make it the best movie possible. Um, so, you know, it's, it's grateful that I'm grateful that we had those other things that could, you know, feed my family while we took no money for this movie. Um, uh, but yeah, sorry to ask your other question. Uh, no, I am done with Christmas. I think, uh, 30 films, I think is how many I've written 30, 35, somewhere there. That's a nice number. I don't think I can, I can. I think I've exhausted all the storylines that I want to <laughs> tell about a single woman moving back home to her small town and vying for the attention of two very interesting men. <laughs> Hearing that come from you when I just watched anything for Jackson. <laughs> the just juxtaposition there is just awesome. <laughs> yeah, it would be hard to go back. Uh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So um, we are. Yeah. I mean, to answer that uh, again, I, we definitely, um, you know, as a lifelong horror fan, I've been writing horror movies for I wouldn't even know how long. So I've, my agent is completely overwhelmed because um, we obviously because anything for Jackson has done well with uh, uh, WME now, um, and uh, we've got great management behind us. So uh, they're just kind of going through all of my scripts now to figure out kind of where the best home is for them and things like that and what Justin and I will do next. That's fantastic. Good for you. Thank you. Guys, yeah, you guys are really like great. the the Canadian A24. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. That's it's a great company. I love A24 movies. Oh, me too. So we can definitely expect more movies uh, from you and Justin in the future then. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I know Justin has a couple other things that he's got uh, because of this and I've got some other gigs on the side, but uh, we will always make movies together. Justin and I uh, uh, love working together, so that's that's never going to change. That's awesome. Amazing. So I would like to know, like, did, did you write this movie beforehand and then, like, take it to the production companies or? Um, sort of. Like, we, Justin and I, our initial plan was Justin and I would take our own money, um, you know, kind of mortgage our houses and uh, <laughs> beg our families to, to support us so that we could make this movie. So we were going to do it on our own. Um, which is why I wrote it to be filmed inside my house. Um, and then, you know, we knew we could film parts of it in Justin's house if we needed to. Uh, and then luckily, honestly, we met with Vortex Studios and they, it was it was the fastest pitch I've ever been in in my whole life. We went in, I just kind of gave the quick, simple premise. And uh, I think it's Bill Marks, who was the head of Vortex at the time, was like, yeah, that's great. Let's do that. He's like, can you guys start in five weeks? And we're like, yeah, I guess so. So wow. that was it. Yeah. So that was your house. Yeah, I just found that out today. That's crazy. It is, yeah. Yeah, that one's, that's my house. And then uh, Henry and Audrey's bedroom um, for, uh, I'm glad, you know, we've said spoilers. So Flossing Ghost's uh, bedroom yes. is Justin's. Oh. Um, and Ian's basement is Justin's. And then we built a set for uh, Jackson's bedroom. Oh, you did build a set for that. Okay. So speaking to that, that was one of my questions regarding that pitch meeting because I read that you guys kind of almost came up with the idea on the spot. And so my question is, it's sort of like starting a backwards maze, right? Right. So is that your typical writing process? Or did you find that challenging, writing a screenplay based on such a quick idea? No, not at all. Um, I, I, I don't know whether I don't know whether this is normal um, for other writers. I haven't I haven't had the luxury of meeting too many yet, so hopefully I can ask them when I do. But uh, <laughs> um, for me, when I have an idea, if I feel like it's if I feel like I know it, that I'll see the whole movie right away. Like I don't, it, I already have it. Wow, um, it's in so, your head, right? When so you're it's writing. in my head. That's yeah, right. So that's even even before too. writing it, yeah. So. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we, we were in the car ride home when we were trying to make up this, you know, an, a, a supernatural movie. And I can't remember who came up with the idea of reverse exorcism. And then I said, okay, I was like, this is how it starts. It's like a locked camera and we're long on the door and it's this whole, you know what I mean? Like, so I knew right away that that was the scene that I wanted to open the movie. And then from there, 
um, I can I can usually I, I know what I want to do uh, as far as writing goes, you know, with the whole movie. Um, so uh, at that point, it just you know it's just work, and of course you change your ideas a little bit here and there. Um, you know, I think the idea from the of telling it as grandparents probably came about ten pages in, where I was like, oh, this is so much more exciting if it was grandparents. And uh, you know, it is. It's it's great because a lot of horror movies are like young people, so it was right. It was a nice change to see the antagonist be a sweet senior couple. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it. It's like, you know, I, I got, I have two different uh, grandmothers and I think one is just the the sweetest lady in the whole world and the other one would definitely kidnap a lady off the off the street. You know, she had something that she could offer her. Um, so, you know, it's all walks of life. Oh, man. And that those actors too. Whoa. I know, Sheila McCarthy. I mean, like, she's phenomenal. so phenomenal anyway. So I... I I just loved seeing her in this role. You felt, you felt like a general, like a genuine affinity for her throughout it. Even though she was doing evil, you were just like, oh, I hope she succeeds. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and then the love he has for his wife oh, and yeah. everything he's doing for her, even though he knows how wrong all of this is. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. So what made you decide on that type of pacing, Keith? Because it's like literally the fastest moving horror movie I've seen in years. Um, you know, it's funny. I think if, you know, I, I, I'm blessed and I get to keep making horror movies, I think, you know, people will probably be like, that's my Shyamalan thing. I, I like to start a movie at the action. Um, so everything I write kind of has uh, really, you know, I, I, I believe that is, I think it just comes from being a fan. I'm like, I want to know what I'm watching in the first minute. You know, and I want to be excited. Um, so, so I I don't like to uh, to start my movies off with a lot of backstory and things. I I admit that it's become a terrible habit of mine, and I shouldn't always do this. But if I feel like a movie is going to have a slow burn, I will almost always jump to the, about the 22 minute mark, mm-hmm. and and I'm usually pretty spot on on where it really, the movie really starts. Yeah. Um, so I, that's just my thing, and that's that's how I like to write. So I like to write with just let's go let's do the whole movie and let's let's show people what they're excited about and as horror fans we love that because frankly i'm getting a little bit tired of the slow burns well me too and what i find creepiest in horror movies especially when you've watched as many as we all have um you don't necessarily care about the whole why and the backstory and you know what kind of got them here the creepiness begins when you don't know any of that and it's exactly just, it's launched into the middle of this story it's like you're dumped into you know this this loop of horror and then you're just stuck there it's just instant yeah and i love and that i think it's i think it's kind of the just the evolution of film as well um you know, back in the the older days when we were all, you know, watching like The Thing, I would hate to see start on the action. You yeah. know, I'm so glad that it's got that slower burn and things like that. But mm-hmm. also, you didn't have a trillion trailers. You didn't have a bunch of spoiler alerts. You didn't have, <laughs> you know, true. like everybody knows about this movie before they go. I, I, I pray that people can see our movie without uh, uh, with the trailer. Not that they did a bad job on the trailer or anything, but it's just... It's so much better when you can go in not knowing anything. Um, yes. But that's just not the way the world works anymore, unfortunately. Uh, so, you know, it's, I think it's, it's definitely necessary, but it's, it's just it's interesting to watch things evolve to the, to the extent that they have. Well, what I liked about the trailer and, and this movie is you, you know that something obviously is going to happen. <laughs> that's right. not just going to be a, a run-of-the-mill possession here, but um, it was... Spoiler alert, okay? Big time spoiler alert. <laughs> but it was your small detailed ghosts and entities and spirits mm. that was just incredible. I mean, we were talking about this before you got on today, but the bag head guy? Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Horrifying. Like, Horrifying. <laughs> I just want to, all I want to do is, so I'm a horror model, and oh man, I want to be that character so badly. <laughs> I can't contort like that, so I won't. But dear Lord, that was incredible. And then the tall ghost that came out of the elevator. Oh, yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's so reminiscent of the tall man from It Follows. And, right. Yes. Oh, 
you just you got I my... say right like I'm not aware of it follows mm, yes is that a small movie yes or... <laughs> yeah what's that what's that <laughs> um but I just like it got my horror juices just pumping yeah and the oh, creature designs awesome. the creature designs for the demons were really yes. good now Sir Guy was also mentioned in Insidious was that a was that on no. purpose or okay? No, honestly, I, I actually, I, I mean, obviously, I love the Insidious movies. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, I actually had, I, I, I have a terrible, terrible memory these days, and yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was funny. Somebody else had mentioned that they were like, "Oh, is that a nod to Insidious?" And I was yeah. like, "What?" And then I went back and watched. I was like, "Oh, they do talk about Sir Guy." I was like, "I didn't even remember this." So, uh, <laughs> admittedly, it's possible that it was buried in my subconscious. But uh, when I was doing research. Um, I just looked at kind of, you know, as many old, uh, kind of ancient, as far back stories as I could find with vague, you know, descriptions that we could kind of pull from and create some lore and things like that. So, uh, I think it's just probably two writers doing the same Wikipedia searches. Just a coincidence, yeah. Yeah, just (laughs) give me something old, some kind of gatekeeper. Opens all locks, yeah. That's right. You know, I um, when I was Googling your interviews, I saw that you had mentioned some sort of hidden things within the movie. And so when I went back and rewatched it, I was really trying hard to pay attention and I feel like I missed <laughs> some of it. But is it you have three hidden ghosts that are not obvious? Is that right? Yeah, there's three that are, are hidden. Um, one, I really feel like if we were able, if, you know, if this movie had gone to the movie theaters, like it was originally intended, one would have been more obvious. Um, just because of the screen size, I think it's, it's so hard for, for people to see. Um, but yes, yeah, there are three that we initially hid. Um, and then there's, you know, a couple other little Easter eggs here and there. Um, I think I've said them, some of them in the other ones, like the, uh, um, the cat. The cat. I can't even find the cat. I don't know. The art department was very sneaky about that. (laughs) The worst part, they didn't tell us this until we were on like day 13 or 14. (laughs) And they're putting this little cat in. And I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, he's like, oh, wait. And he had to make sure it was in the shot. And I thought it was a continuity thing. And he's like, no, it's in all of them. I'm like, what? I'm like, if I'm, if we're editing this thing and I see this cat all over the place, you guys are dead. Uh, but they did such an amazing job. And that's just their own fun little Easter egg for, for them and their friends to find. So I, I admit that I can't find that cat in every scene. So now Good I'm going to have to watch it for a third time. just to right, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, it's those things that, to horror real horror buffs that is what really gets you excited and wanting to go back and then when i found out what you wrote in the book when they're reading it out right yeah oh do you know about this sam no what was the exact quote it was something like um thank you for well keep tell us yeah so i uh i did all the the artwork inside the book um i was an animator before i was um uh, before i was a screenwriter um, so we needed some art done for the book. And so I thought, okay, well, let's, let's try and get this as, so I was looking at some old pictures and old writing and things like that. So I started doing the Latin translations and things just of, you know, little bits and pieces here and there to, to try. And then I was like, I know as a horror fan, if I was, a, especially a kid, you know, who has more time and more, uh, dedication, um, I would, I would pause things and try to like find out what they meant and stuff like that. So, uh, when I was translating uh, some of the pages and writing out the Latin, I wrote, thank you for looking so closely uh, yeah. in Latin on the, uh, on the, one of the pages of the books. Oh, wow. That's, I love that. Cause you're right. That's what kids do. Yeah. Re- yeah that's what re- I would have done. Yeah. For sure. For sure. You rewatch 30 times and then you'll Google think, well, okay. When I was a kid, I wasn't Googling, but yeah. you write it down and then go to a library and look things up. Yeah. Uh, I'm I used to, aging yeah, myself. I used to... I used to take it a style all age myself even worse. I, I remember um, renting Nightmare on Elm Street 3 uh, Dream Warriors. And, oh, best uh, one. Yeah, by far. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the scene where he's playing him like a, a marionette where he's ripped up his yes! veins. Oh, um, such a yes. memorable scene. I used to, I, I, my brother would sit there in front of the TV and he would push the pause button, but the pause only lasted for like, you know, 40 seconds or something before you start wrecking the tape. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And so I would draw as fast as I could because I wanted to draw the scene out. 
and uh, I really wanted a cool drawing of, of the, the thing with the arms and the, the legs and the veins being pulled out. So you'd pause and then pause, pause really quick. And I'd be like, no, it's too far. We have to go back and try and find the exact frame. Yeah, um, rewind, but, rewind. Yeah. And then I could show it to my friends and I'd be like, this is the movie. Do you see? This is this is my screen grab of Nightmare on Elm Street 3 that you guys need to watch. <laughs> screen grab. Screenshots. Yeah. That's, yeah. Old funny. people screen grabs. I love Oh, yeah, our kids have no idea what rule no. fast-forward means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, be careful, the tape is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the characters of Henry and Audrey. You wrote them, like, so complex. They're so well-developed. Like, you feel well, you. real empathy for both of them for different reasons. Uh, even though they're turning to something really evil out of grief, like, like, how did you manage to make us empathize and root for the antagonists of the movie? Yeah, I mean, I, I will say I, I genuinely do feel like that is my job as a writer is to, um, you know, if I can, it's very, you know, I, 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 Justin quotes it a lot. I, I, I've always said it's very easy. If I want you to cry, I've made 30 Christmas movies. Yeah. You know, I'll, <laughs> yeah, it's I not guess. hard. You know, I can uh, so give the kid cancer from. and then they make it to the last Christmas and everybody's all happy. You know, and you'll be <laughs> crying. But if I can make you feel bad and, you know, empathize a little bit with these people who are kidnapping a, a, a pregnant lady who are so entitled to just take her baby, um, then that's, that's, that's my job, really. You know, just to, even if you can't agree with what they're doing, if you can understand why, um, I think that was my goal. So all those Christmas movies really paid off for this. That's incredible. <laughs> everything does. Yeah, everything <laughs> leads, right? It's just ripples in a pond, so. Poor, poor Henry. You feel real so bad for Henry throughout the movie. The entire time. Oh, I know. The scene where he just screams in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Julian did so many takes of that, too, and he had oh, some he? that were just massive ones and some big ones and small ones. I, I think Justin chose the right right clips for sure. But uh, oh, it was great. Oh yeah, that that I I loved. I loved watching. I mean, just watching Julian, Sheila, Josh, all of them. Just watching them work was a completely uh, different experience than I've ever been used to on set. Um, oh, just people yeah. who who are genuine actors because they love it. You mm -hmm. know, not because they were just you know born pretty the way that actors are. Yeah. Um, you know, they just genuinely love, and I'm, I'm not, that's, I'm saying they are pretty, I'm saying, but they, they genuinely love their craft. Yeah. Um, and they love acting, you know, and, and they were all just so, everybody had notes and ideas and thoughts. Um, and I said, how dare you think that you're better than the things I've written? And I, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, so it was, it was just so refreshing, you know, like they were, they were all so amazing and they're so talented. So it was, it was, it was such an incredible experience. Like it was perfectly cast, like perfectly, like even Ian, the character yeah. of Ian, like, I don't think, is it Josh? Josh Curtis? Josh Curtis, yes. Yeah. I don't think you could have found a better person to portray that character. No, I completely agree. Um, I, I think Josh, Josh reminds me of like uh, uh, Sam Rockwell. Um, yes. like, you know, oh, he's yeah. Just, he's so talented. Um, yeah. And funny enough, Josh actually read for two smaller parts. Um, oh, really? We just got an audition tape. He was going to originally play. Um, he auditioned for the, you know, the guy who comes in into the Henry's doctor's office there uh, mm -hmm. with the STD. <gasps> right. Um and Josh was just so good. And then he, he also read for Rory. Um, yeah. And those were, those are the parts that he was reading for. Uh, Cause Rory. originally Yannick Besson was going, we, we thought he was going to play uh, Ian. Mm. Um, but his time schedule, obviously, you know, Yannick has his hit TV show and things like that. So he only, he, he was only able to come out for three days and we're so grateful that he did. Wow. Um, um, so, I mean, it just, again, everything really worked out for this movie. It couldn't have snowballed better, but Josh is a chameleon. Um, when you see, I wish we, you know, I wish we, uh, we could have given those audition tapes to the, to the Blu-ray. I have no idea if they're going to be on there or not, but watching Josh try the other two characters being completely different, um, both of us, I remember Justin and I got on the phone, sat, we just called each other and we're like, hey, have you seen this Josh guy? And he's like, yeah, he's like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like we both had just watched the audition tapes. Um, and just, just incredible. That's, uh, that was a Rebecca LaMarche find, the one who plays Vant at the end. She was also our casting director. 
Um, oh, we've yeah. worked with Rebecca for years, and yeah, 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 yeah. Rebecca's an absolute oh. sweetheart, and she's incredibly talented. Um, she couldn't see, so every scene you see with Vanth, that's that's all blind. <laughs> oh no! Wow. <laughs> yeah, I looked that up. Vanth is uh, usually with another demon, the one that uh, helps cross that's right. lost souls over the river Styx. Yes, there yeah. you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cherion, Cherion, something like that. I'm not sure exactly yeah. how you say it. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, yeah. because I didn't know how to say it, I went with Vant. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but I also like the idea of the the end demon being a female and eternally pregnant. Um, yes. And so, you know, we we all kind of thought that was a, a a much cooler way to go with it. And that kind of leaves the ending open too. Like I have questions, but I I like I, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but there's theories out there that Shannon mm -hmm. will be eternally pregnant. Will she? I, don't I know. have, I have seen the, some of the people's theories are the coolest, most in-depth. So I was like, wow, that is way deeper than <laughs> I was meaning it to be. And I, I wish I could take credit because I've seen some of them. I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to say that. Cause <laughs> I'm like, um, you know, Justin and I both have our own kind of thoughts on it, but I, I, you know, like any good horror movie, I, I think, or any good movie, you know, you, we should leave a little bit up to, to yourself, you know, like to, you tell me, like, you tell me what it means. Um, and it, it causes, like, conversation, too, because everybody's speculating now on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Absolutely. great. Some people just hate us for it, and that's okay, too. I can accept that. Um, you know, but, you know, hopefully, I, I thought it was closed, but there's so many people who just, one star, F that ending, you know, and you're like, okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think I think the haters then are not actual horror buffs. No, it could be that too. It and who cares what they think? <laughs> exactly. It's, just, it's a horror movie made for horror fans, <laughs> not just popcorn movie watchers. Exactly. Yes, I will say that. I, I will say it's 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 my love letter to you know uh, me as a kid watching horror movies. So that is um, so funny you said that because my partner actually said this feels like a love letter to horror fans. When yeah, watched yeah, that's, it. <laughs> that's well, exactly what it is. You had us at hello. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, the first person that I shared the movie with when uh, went with with the edit when it was done is um, uh, I called up my best friend. We've been friends since grade two. Uh, we watched every horror movie under the sun, and I was like, I have a, a theater in my house, so I was like, come over. I was like, I want to show you the movie. And so I just sat there all quiet and let him watch the movie for the first time. So that was that was very cool. Yeah, I bet. And how was his reaction? Oh, he hated it. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, he, he loved it. He thought it was great. I challenge anybody to say they hate this movie. Honestly, we were talking about that as well. This, There's just nothing about this movie that we could really complain about or pick apart. And, you and know... Awesome. I also think that you've got a cult hit on your hands. Like, uh, yeah. we were talking before, and I was talking about Ginger Snaps, the, the trilogy, mm. and how much I love that trilogy. Love and, Ginger Snaps. Right? And 20 years later, we're still talking about that movie. I think we're going to have that with Anything for Jackson. Well, that would be very cool. Uh, I would yeah. appreciate that. So if you two could single-handedly just keep talking about it for the next 20 years, that would be awesome. <laughs> We're going to make it happen, yep. <laughs> can do, can do. Well, I can tell you confidently, for me, this movie is in my top 10. Yeah, Oh, that's great. For me that's too. so nice. Yeah. I love that. I haven't been this excited about a movie in a really long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, the, in the last year, there's only been like two movies that I've been excited about. This and uh, St. Maud. That's it. Oh, yeah, St. Maud was great. I haven't was, seen it yet. Oh, I, yeah, seen it I won't yet. say anything. I won't say anything, but I was uh, St. Maud was one that I was looking forward to and I really felt like it delivered. See, oh, actually yeah. Now there's one where I'll say I I don't I think a slow burn actually works well on that. It movie. worked well with that one, mm -hmm. yeah. It was Definitely. just a shame that there was so much hype that we had to wait so long. I think it kind yes. of affected the reception, but uh, Yes. another great movie, but yeah, in the last year these are the two movies that stand out for me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm, I'm watching that on Saturday because I'm doing there you go. A, po a podcast oh. episode reviewing it with these wonderful British female horror um, reviewers. Nice. Oh. So I'm very I, excited. I did a review Fancy on my accents. blog for uh, St. Maud as well. Good. It's, yeah. is, is it an A24? I can't remember. I no, think it is. Not. Is, is it? it not? I, mm, I could be wrong. 
Now I need to look it up. Hold I know I'm looking it up as we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I felt like maybe they produced it. Yeah, they, or they might even be a distri distributor or something like that. But uh... anything they touch, same thing with for me, Jordan Peele. Anything he touches, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll watch anything with Jordan Peele. Oh. As well. Yep, same. Us is my second favorite horror oh, movie of so all good. time. All time, I can't. It's just so good. It's incredible. So oh. yeah, it was funny. We'd uh, after we'd gotten our management and and um, uh, agents. Uh, they set up and we saw that we, Justin and I had a, a meeting with Monkey Paw. <gasps> and so I lost it. I was like, oh my oh. God, we're going to meet Jordan Peele on a call. And he's like, my agent's like, you don't, you don't meet the president. I was like, you're going to meet <laughs> someone else. They're like, equally important. But you know, I was like, just calm down. Uh, I was like, oh, see, I'd be, I'd be going <laughs> to the building. I'd be like, I'm not leaving until I meet <laughs> him. <laughs> Get him out here. <laughs> I made a $250,000 Canadian movie, sir. You yeah. will show up. <laughs> well, you know, you need to come out to Vancouver because that's where Jordan Peele did some of the Twilight Zone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and you um, know what? Tell you what, you come out here and the okay. two of us will just gang up on him when he's here next and force him to do something with us. This sounds like a lovely restraining order waiting to happen. Absolutely. <laughs> I just have my name out there with Jordan Peele. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just, he'll show up to the court case at least. So He would. And then I would persuade him to be in part of my world. There you go. That's how it works. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Keith, you, you said that you uh, are a lifelong horror fan. What are some mm -hmm. of your favorite horror movies? Oh, my gosh. Um... It's so hard. I go through phases, you know, like which which style of horror that I like at the time. Um, you know, uh, like recently, um, a movie called The Final Girls. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Yep. I haven't yeah, that's a yet. big one for me to push. Uh, I love that movie so much. Um, yeah. I know it's it's got that. some it's horror and comedy, but it's actually got a lot of heart. What is um, uh, what I is really her name? And Abby's and is it Abby? Am I saying that right? What is her name? Um, the actress or the... Yeah, yeah. Um, which one are we talking here? Let me just look it up because I can't Oh, remember. Malin Ackerman. Oh, Malin Ackerman. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. She's so incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's who, who really, I mean, the movie's great, but she, she will, she has, she's the heart for sure. Yeah, she's very, um, very diverse. I like her. Yeah, so I really love that one. Uh, what Martyrs is a big one for me. I love that movie, the the French Canadian version. Mm -hmm. So I um, I I, I want to ask you just while you're talking about Martyrs, um, please, because I I saw you talking about all of these movies and you did mention that one. Now, yeah. which version are you talking about? The French one or the Correct. recently? Yeah, now, I, I wasn't a big fan of the recent one, um, and I don't know why. I really can't put my finger on it. I haven't um, watched it. How does it compare? I don't think they compare at all. Um, okay. I think there's something about the French one, and, and admittedly, I only watched uh, the the remake, um, kind of in the background and things like that. And uh, it just maybe because I knew what was coming, um, you know, because I'd already seen the French, and I love it so much. Right? It was the same as uh, Let the Right One In, and then Let Me In. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I already love Let the Right One In so much that it was such an uphill battle. And I, I still like Let Me In. I, I loved Let Me In. I thought they did a great job as well. Um, but it, that's that's tough when you're you're up. You know, it would be like if somebody asked me to remake The Shining. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I don't know how my, how, I don't know what I'm going to add to that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. What else recently? I really liked um, Host. Oh. Uh, that was that great. That was so that good. That was so really good. Really caught me off guard. Yeah, yes. it was, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what else have I liked? Uh, the Mortuary Collections was a lot of fun. Reminded oh. me of like my old creep show days and stuff, you know? Yes. Um, so that was great. Um, but as far as favorites go, I always go back to movies like Carrie, mm. uh, the original Carrie. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think ones that, you know, and then, but then I also love movies like The Blob, you know? Uh, I just watched one. that one recently, you know, like the 1988 version. There's, it's perfect. That's the one I love too. I love that yeah. version. Yeah. And I, I genuinely believe it's because the pacing is is perfect. It is. Um, it's it's so well done. Yeah. It really um, 
I don't know if I'm supposed to say more avant-garde answers, but uh, yeah, movies like The Blob are what do it for me. So, um, yeah, I don't that's, know. It, that's it really what makes you a good horror fan, though, when you're all over the place with what you enjoy, yeah. right? Yeah. We, we all like really crappy horror movies, and we all like the really arty, you know, the possessors of, of the world. And yes. So yeah, just tell good. me a good story. You know, that's all I yeah. care about. Tell me a good story. That's that's all I want to hear. Um, you know, yeah, like uh, you, you talk about Possessor. So, you know, Rabbit, I remember as a kid. Oh. I was like, I loved that movie. That was I didn't really understand movie. it as a kid, but yeah. I loved it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, then you get your whole, you know, you've got the whole zombie sh- subgenre, which I've, I've seen so many of that I love. Yeah. Um, you know, which are, you know, it's, it's so, yeah, there's, there's everything. But uh, uh, recently... Yeah, I'm trying to think hosts. I really like that one. More Funny enough, Possessor is one that I haven't seen yet because I want to be able to dedicate my oh. my time and really enjoy it. So uh, I think maybe that'll be this weekend. Yeah, it's, it's really it's good. It's really good. You know, I this movie just popped into my mind when you guys were talking about, have you guys seen the horror movie Porno? No. I saw the trailer and I, I have it on my list on Shutter, but I haven't watched it yet. Watch it immediately. Okay. It right. is... It you will don't have just... to tell me to watch porno twice. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. It, oh, I, don't, I, don't I so it. taken, so taken aback by it. Don't, I was not expecting. <laughs> so Keith, what is a lot of hits? Which, uh, which porno is this? Right <laughs> <you're watching? laughs> do, do you need a minute, Keith? <laughs> a lot of red flags on my computer here. I'm not sure what's going on. Oh really? Mine's just coming up back in my search browser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it auto-filled. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> so, what is your favorite subgenre right now, then? Oh boy. Um, I always go to vampires. I love vampires. Um, I haven't seen a really good new take on vampires in a while. Mm. Um, but but I've been searching. I've been kind of watching old ones. I just watched Vamp. Um, oh. movie I haven't seen since I was a kid. Grace uh, Jones. So that was, yeah, Grace Jones was so good in that. She's was terrifying. she? Right. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, first half is, like, such a... I was like, man, how do I not love this movie so much? And then the second half is a bit more like a music video. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, this is a very different second half. Okay. Uh, but it's still great. I still loved it. I was I was super into it. Um so yeah, I think I think maybe it's just what I'm writing recently too. I, I've been writing a lot of vampire stuff, so I've uh, been been excited about that lately. Oh, so we can maybe expect a, a different take on a vampire movie from you in the future. I I think that's probably pretty safe to say, and that's that's I think. And before I get into too much trouble, that's all I can all I'll say about it. But yes, uh, I love writing about vampires. I have lo- I probably have four or five vampire scripts. I, I hope you have a different take because. You guys mentioned zombies. I feel the same way about zombies and vampires. I'm very bored. There's just nothing very new and exciting. It's the same sort of thing. So, well, yeah. Funny enough for me, it's it always comes down to is the gimmick your movie or is there a movie and and the gimmick is the backdrop. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Like even let the right one in um, is really a movie about you know this this poor kid that Mm -hmm. can't is stuck in this immortal life and you know she's just trying to fit in it's about this other kid being bullied and how they just come into each other's life and just happens to be a vampire you know you could if you take i've always said if you take away the horrors there's still a movie there mm-hmm. um you know and that's what we wanted to do with anything for jackson that was like we kept asking ourselves that we're like okay if we take it scary here do we actually have an a, like a movie just about grief um and so i think that's sort of i feel the same way when i see a zombie movie where it's just about a zombie outbreak i'm not that excited um you know but if i can if you can give me a story that's that's set to this backdrop then then that's amazing um so that's that's where i tend to lean yeah like i really enjoyed uh world war z was really good the the pacing Mm -hmm. of the zombies having them be so fast and ferocious like yeah it's terrifying it was terrifying and it was so different from the lumbering zombies that anybody yeah clearly run away from (laughs) see i will say i will say did you see um oh my goodness i'm spacing now the bill murray oh zombie land zombie land no 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 um yeah i know what you're 
Oh, something in the dead. It was him. The dead don't die. The dead don't die. Typically, I don't like the slow zombies, but that movie was so good. Did you watch that one, Sam? I haven't. I'm Googling it right now. I've got like four browsers open with movies to watch. It's it's a horror comedy. I like that, though. Which, um... When when they present themselves as a horror comedy, if it's done that way, it's it can be done so well. And actually, I wanted to speak to to you, Keith, about that because I saw some people referencing your movie as kind of a horror comedy, which right. I can understand why people say that. Oh, but it's so subtle, though. It's not really blatantly. Well, it is yeah, subtle, but, but my question is. In terms of that, would you say that that ti- those tiny little comedic relief moments that you put in there is that to kind of give um, the watcher a bit of a break mm-hmm. between the intensity of this movie? Yeah, a hundred percent. So, uh, I mean, I think moments of levity are great. They do kind of two things. One, it's it's a roller coaster ride, right? We want to mm-hmm. have all of it. So, you want to have the emotional roller coaster going up and down the whole time. So. Uh, it does two things. It adds some levity to the scene to make you go, <gasps> okay, all right. you know what I mean? I'm, but it also disarms you. Um, so if we can give you that moment and then, you know, try to scare you again right after, um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a nasty trick that you can also use comedy for. That You did that so perfectly. And the scene where the, where the girl keeps, okay, again, spoiler, um, yeah, where the girl keeps... Say she keeps shooting herself and then right. he shows up and she, she just says, she's been doing that all, all night. night. <laughs> I, just, right. I that, just like that. And the, uh, the crow scene when oh. Henry's like, we can't just keep bringing dead things back to life. And Audrey's just like, Oh, I've been doing it all morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. So great. beautifully written. It's yes. so oh, perfect. You. Yeah. Very kind. It really oh. is. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think you should set up. I think if you're doing a horror movie, I don't know if I would ever want to set up like, here's a punchline, you know, here's a joke, you know, mm. like it's those, I think, I think maybe that's where some of the horror comedy gets um, a little bit of a bad name um, as people who think that that's maybe what we like in horror comedy. Mm. Uh, you know, you watch Shaun of the Dead. There are no, there's no setups. There's no punchlines. It's just great horror comedy, you know, them. Oh. Yeah. You know, beating the zombie to the beat of Queen in the, you know, in, so the, in the Winchester is phenomenal. Like, it's, you're never going to, yeah. you know, him casually strolling through the zombies just because he's so, going about his day, right? Like, yeah. that to me is, that's that's comedy gold. Like, it that's really just is. incredible. That's um, one of my so favorites. I, oh, by far, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, you know, and, um, you know, so that's that's where it is. I like to keep um, everything grounded no matter what you're doing. So it's the same thing with comedy. I think it should just come from, you know, the comedy based on the situation, not, uh, not, Hey, I'm going to try and make you laugh here. Right. Yeah, exactly. The only movie that I've watched that is a comedy horror that I have found legitimately, I was laughing out loud was Tucker versus, or Tucker and Dale versus evil. Yes. What a great underrated movie. Uh, And Canadian actor in it. We yeah, love the right. Canadians. Yes. Um, yeah. And I mean, just that's such a, an interesting, when you talk about a premise, oh. you know, the two people thinking that both of them are the bad guys. I know. Just, like, Come on. How I, know. That's, that's, I know. That idea was so good that I got mad at myself for not having it. I yeah. was like, ah, oh. I was like, how dare you? How dare you? You should reach out to Tyler Levine and see if he could be in one of your movies. Oh, that would be incredible. I'm a Wouldn't huge it? fan. I uh, love yeah, him. It, he's so good. Um, I've been following him since his Canadian acting stuff. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Breaker High. <laughs> That's right. Our tiny little Canadian shows. Him and Ryan Gosling. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they're both very happy to talk about it. <laughs> hey but i think without it though i don't know that right. they yeah. would have you know it wasn't everything good, leads but... to it you know everything yeah, leads when they... to something yeah yeah you know i mean we yeah, it's whatever experience is experience who cares it's true i just have another one or two questions yeah please this is great i'm having a good time good i'm glad so am i um so obviously it was 
set in your house and you were there for the filming but what what kind of creative control did you let justin take um so i think what makes justin and i work so well together is we are very oh you know we we collaborate very well together but um you know we both have an unwritten rule that just you know like when i go away to write i'm gonna write it he's free to give his notes and we'll talk about those things but but i'll write it and it's the same thing on set if justin you know justin has his game plan he knows exactly what he wants to do i'll suggest something maybe um but if he just goes no it's not what i'm thinking no problem there's no argument that's you know it's it's up to justin now um you know he's confident and he's he's talented at what he does so i think you have to kind of let people do what they do really well too um so it's uh anytime we get on set uh that's justin telling his version of this movie so i i i try to keep my respectful uh distance so you basically trust each other then Mm. yeah 100 percent. that's great um I had another question too about sure. the uh, the creature designs. Like, who came up with that? Was that all from your mind, or? Um, it depends which ones we're talking about. So, because we're we can do some spoiler stuff here. Uh, so the ghosts themselves, I went into. Um, I, I wanted to use dream analysis um, because you know I wanted to try and get what people were really scared of, right? And the things that scare us in our nightmares. But I also didn't want to just go with like. Ooh, this is what a monster looks like from my dream. So, yeah. um, and they were all all very uh, intricate for the characters, right? So when the flossing ghost um, appears, that's for Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Henry is very calculated and very. He's got a plan. He's he's you know he's a doctor. His day he doesn't take chances, doesn't take risks. Um, and when we dream, uh, dreams about I, I'm I'm sure we've all had them where our, our teeth are falling out or they're mm-hmm. loose. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so what they what they say it signifies is that it's it's about losing control. So it's either you know we've lost control of our money, we've lost control of our situation. And so for Henry, that is the moment that he loses control. Oh, um, great. And so I, I wanted to do that with that. So as far as that goes, um, you know, I'll explain the other ones quickly. So Audrey, obviously, right, is things again just becoming overwhelming right mm-hmm. which you see with the mm-hmm. the giant ghost it's her her daughter coming back to haunt her and it's it's mm-hmm. so big and overwhelming that it becomes scary to her this thing that she loved is now terrifying to her mm-hmm. um you know which is why she starts crying and that is a shame there is one shot that i really wish we could have used uh there was a beautiful take that sheila did um when the the tall ghosts you know the she's holding the costume and um they did justin did this incredible shot where it was just a really slow uh camera pulling back down the hallway and just leaving her alone crying on the stairs mm. uh and it was just so beautiful but unfortunately the uh the lighting didn't match so it didn't it didn't work Aww. um yeah but i mean obviously sheila's so great that you get you get the exact same impression in that scene mm-hmm. um so yeah so with her it's overwhelming uh, and that's sort of the same thing. I always have that in my dreams where, you know, uh, just things are way bigger than they should be. And it messes me up. Yeah. Um, and then what's the other and suffocating, right? Shannon obviously is, is, uh, not just suffocating in the situation, which she is being confined. Mm. Um, but just by her situation in general, right? She's got an unwanted pregnancy. There's, you know, it's, it's tying her down. Um, it's, it's holding her. She's now committed to this baby that she doesn't even know. Um, so, you know, we wanted to give, a, you know, we suffocate in our dreams for those kind of moments. So that was the, uh, the design behind that. Um, and so then, you know, Justin and I would, would talk about like maybe their backstories and things. And we have all these backstories for these ghosts. Um, but, uh, and then of course we had an incredible, incredibly talented, uh, Carly Morse was our, our makeup, um, artist and her team. And so she had all these great drawings and designs uh and she just just knocked it out of the park yeah it's um, done so, really well yeah thank mm-hmm. thank yeah. god we, we we'd worked with carly on these family and christmas movies because otherwise <laughs> she would not have been available and we certainly couldn't afford her so she came in and did it just because she's uh you know one of the loveliest humans on the planet so uh so it was great this is quite the departure for everybody then <laughs> yeah well carly as carly luckily she she gets to do cool stuff like that all the time she's you know, she gets to, she's, she's done so much great horror, 
Um, but uh, just to speak to how incredible she is, that end shot with Rory when he's um, uh, uh, yelling, you know, mm. at uh, Shannon when he's in his when he's in his loop. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a horror fan, uh, I have noticed a couple people pointed out. Uh, you will notice the similarities to uh, American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was funny because Carly uh, had come to us, you know, and said, like, oh, I'm thinking about this for Rory. And we're like, that sounds awesome and so expensive. And we are very out of money. Uh, <laughs> and she was just like, she's like I, I've just always wanted to do one, so I'm going to do it. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? So, you know, she just did it out of her own supplies and out of pocket just because she just wanted to do that cool effect. Um, and obviously it's, it's incredible. Um, that's actually one of my favorite makeups on the whole, uh, movie. Yeah. That that scene was incredible. So good. It just all the marriage of, of the gore and the, the horror and the quickness and the The emotions, writing, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was just flawless. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you. That's very kind. Yeah. I was actually surprised. Um, how connected I became to Rory in the movie. I was like, I always wrote him as kind of a smaller, just throwaway character, but Yannick is just so lovable. Poor um, guy. What, is... yeah, <laughs> what a way to go. Trying, <laughs> you know, just trying to keep his life together, and <laughs> that happens. I just, also, the, the scene where, you know, she's coming out and he's yelling at her, don't take my kids away from me. Yeah, You're taking yeah, my yeah. kids away from me. It's like, and yeah. then that happens. <laughs> You feel bad exactly. even for the entities, yeah, the, the lost souls themselves. You do, yeah. Well, yeah, and it's funny, in that scene, um, I don't know if I, I, I got the idea across enough, but, you know, we, we hear that, you know, because he says, oh, I made a stupid mistake, but then at the end you hear him say that she's the one who cheated, so mm-hmm. it's like he's just so nice that yeah. even in his, his regular life, like, he feels like he made the mistake to make her cheat on him. Yeah, uh, so yeah I picked that Rory up, too. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rory is the true true victim. Yeah. <sighs> and, and the cop's still trying to do her job at the end. Oh, my oh, God, I... yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so good. It was, it was really good, really good. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah, definitely huh. one of the most Loved exciting it. movies I've watched in a really long time. Um, the, my only last question for you is I'm dying to know. So did you make any changes to your house for the set? And then did you keep anything afterwards? Yeah, tons. Um, so they came in and painted, um, because the art department had this, this great, uh, obviously vision, right. And they, they knew what they wanted to do and they were trying to do, um, paints and tones that would match, uh, the, the move uh it, that happens in the movie the, the tone that shifts so knowing what scenes take place here and take place there so it, it does kind of it works really well um unfortunately our budget uh made it so that we couldn't paint back so i'm currently stuck with the same paint um <laughs> i will probably eventually fix it because i don't love half painted walls all over my house uh but uh yeah that's that's probably this summer's job <laughs> And you mentioned the scene uh, with uh, Sheila crying on the stairs being cut. Were there Mm -hmm. any other good scenes that you were sad to see go from the movie? No. And and luckily, this this obviously plays to Justin and I working so well together. Um, We really didn't shoot more than we had to shoot. Mm. Uh, I think... If anything, just a couple of the scenes got trimmed down a little bit. There's a longer take of uh, the suffocating ghost crawling across the floor. Mm. Um, but, you know, for scare purposes, I know the, the studio kind of wanted us to, to trim it down and keep it there, which, I mean, I think it just comes down. I love watching Troy do do what he does. So I'm like, just, just, I just want to watch it all day long. Let me, <laughs> let's just watch that. Um, so it's, it's little things like that. I don't think, I think there was maybe, I, I think we actually only cut one scene. Oh, wow. Um, uh, there was one scene at the bottom of the stairs after Josh, uh, after Ian, sorry, and Henry are first talking when she's going to go get some kosher salt. Um, it was a quick little scene. It really didn't didn't offer much, so we, we kind of cut that one. Um, and then, yeah, just a few scenes got trimmed down. But other than that, we, we really didn't have to lose much. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was I was pretty happy about that. 
Well, thank you so much. Keith. Oh yeah, thank you so oh, much. Oh, my pleasure. Such Thanks an honor me. to speak to you. Oh uh, no, this was great. This is, yeah, this is awesome. I love uh, I love talking about horror with horror people. So anytime. Oh yeah, same. <laughs> me too. I I some of these podcasts I have to stop myself and say no no no. It's been too long. I need to. I can talk about this stuff until the end of time. That's right. But uh, yeah, I I'm gonna promote this movie as saying this is the horror movie for horror fans. Same. Written by a horror fan. It's exactly. you can tell it as you're watching it. Yeah, and I you love really that. can. And uh, I want to thank you, Anya, for having me on as well. No problem. I'm so glad that you agreed to watching this movie and reviewing it and i can't wait to go through and read everything that you say about this because i'm going to be nodding going yep 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 oh it's my absolute <laughs> pleasure absolute pleasure <laughs>